morning we're going to need the Nevi'im for a few psukim, and we're going to discuss one Shiloh, which the Gemara brings up about the Kalvanas they had in Shem Hashem. It sounds more esoteric than it is. We're trying to figure out, Shemendus Musser, the ability of people to fool themselves, which is really an understanding of all of Devarazar in Tanakh and the Deri Deris, especially over here where if you'd ask any of the people involved, certainly Micha himself, he and his mother, the other people visiting would say that they're very from absolutely an orthodox uh, matzav, but we dabble in this, that, and the other thing. They would always say that. Yerav Menavot would say that. Achav would say that. Macho Menashe would say that. What? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's a good thing the mic is far away from you. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So the rias to this are in the uh, thousands. We've had many of them over the various uh, sugyas. Uh, this one actually affects the din in how you're writing. If you're writing a Tanakh and you were trying to be Makadish Seamus, you have to know which Seamus are Seamus and which Seamus sound like Shem Hashem but are reference to Avarazara. And that question is not so easy to answer because if you ask the people saying it, they would probably be insulted. They would step back and say, of course we meant uh, God. Whatever language you say it in. The problem is that the Eitzahara involved over here, which we can never completely understand because Anshik and Sikadilla got rid of it, but conceptually we do understand it, is that even people who will try to convince themselves they're from and they're doing the mitzvahs otherwise, which is probably better than the alternative except for the fact that it confuses people, which is why Elio Anovi at one point demands stop straddling the fence and take a side. Why did he demand that, by the way? It's a circuit we spoke about a few times. I never really asked that question. If you do that, you run the risk of having people on the wrong side of the fence. So why did he make that open challenge? So first obvious reason is if he's going to have a nice nigla, which he was asking for and he got, he might bring many people on the positive side of the fence. The other news is if Ezevel has her way, which she did the next day, she's going to push back. It's unclear where the Moscana is going to be, which is why Elio Anovi found it so difficult. That was the conversation in the parak afterwards. But the short answer is that you have to try to give enough people, and those that will be Becher Betoiv, to have a real, unadulterated, clear view of a Baruch and of Yiddishkeit and of the mitzvahs. Otherwise, everything is confused of Razara. So everything is either watered down or destroyed eventually. The other part is that it affects other people. It gives this unclear view of what the Messiah is supposed to be. And Mela, the subsequent generations, will say, well, they did that and they dabbled in this, and therefore that's really okay. And that's a kilkul of the Messiah, something we've been talking about a lot recently, because uh, every so often, Depending on the dar, that needs a tikkun and a shmirah. It always needs shmirah, but sometimes it needs more shmirah. This is really what Pesel Micha is all about, which is why, like any sugya, it needs to be looked at very, very carefully. 
if you'd stop these people, if you'd see these people, they would insist, uh, they mean the Shem Shemayim, is it perfect, uh, that's what they need, we're just covering bases, we're reaching out to other powers, but really Hashem is the power, but He gave them power, every other Zohar says that. That's the danger over here, and it's bailed more in this parasha than almost anywhere else, that's what's so frightening, is that if you'd stop and interview any of them, this went on for hundreds of years, mostly ignored by people, but Ignored means the people who knew about it felt, what are you going to do? There's always people like this. Or when we stop by, we'll also see what it's about because it's interesting. And we're not going to really sign up, but uh, we'll take a look. That already is a half a haskama. So because of this confusion within them, you have, which does affect the din, are we talking about Hashem, Hashem, and can it be erased? Then it's the erased, it erased Hashem, Hashem. L'sasen came Hashem we had it recently. And you have to know which shame is shame Hashem. And there's already a bit of a machlekes in the Gemara, what the reference is, both by Micha's statement, by the attendees' remarks, and by Yenison himself, the Galach. And he's the firmest of them all, sort of. He will claim he's only here because he's making a living or he's trying to do cure for both. And that's what makes it very confusing to him, to Micha and most importantly to the rest of Klai Yisrael. Yeah? Just a logistic question that sort of bothered me. But mother of Mikra, she gave the money to Mikra. Well, she, we're not finished with her yet. And one statement, one of the things we're going to examine is her statement that she was Maktish this Lashem, and she wants to. So, w- Lashem means. I, I have a very yeah. logistic question. If Pesel Mikra was brought by Klai Yisrael from Mitzrayim, which is one medrash, but you confuse the two. We can, can fuse, not confuse. You can put the two together. The same operators like Micha, who carries some Geshka across, that doesn't, even if it's the same person, which many medrashim hold it is, doesn't mean this is the same one. As a matter of fact, the Pasuk Kamat says, Beferish is not the same one. It sounds like they're fabricating this from scratch. Right. I mean, you can't get out of that. Speaking of details and logistics. So, there's a lot of machlokes, some of which we saw already. Is it the same person? And if it is, so this is a man now, a boy then, who was involved in Avodah Zarah, maybe even the catalyst to the Chet Egel, and all sorts of bad things. It doesn't mean this particular object was the same one. The Pasuk says, but Farish, it really wasn't. So it shows you there's an attachment and she had funny ideas in the first place. So if that's, that was your question? Yeah, so... Unless it's like a newer version and melted down, and uh, the money was melted down from the original, which is possible, you know, the metal, it could be they're using it. So if you want to attach it, it could be this is a newer version, but it's new. That's the, we're just attaching it to show that this is an old problem, and particularly within this family. So that doesn't mean, again, that they wouldn't swear up and down that they're fully with the program and that this is just a, a side gig that uh, they dabble in because people want to reach out to other things which is Avarazara. You can excuse it from here to next year. A little Avarazara is Avarazara and if you have any shutfus of the only power that be Akash Baruch Hu, and then something else on the side, that's Avarazara and we, there are many forms of that in various different uh, religions but not Yiddishkeit. So to show how can it even affect just the Pashat and the Pasuk, we're going to discuss a few and then see the Gemara and I see the Badak. 
and other Rishonim how they learn the various Pesukim. So first go back to Perak Yud Zion, Pasuk Yud these last two Pesukim we saw a few weeks back. Yenison gets the job, decides to stay. That was the decision made in Pasuk Yud Aleph. And Micha is thrilled, ecstatic. Why? Well, if it's the Yichus that we spoke about from Moshe Rabbeinu, it's certainly a status symbol and it's a Heksha temple, which is why it's even a bigger problem. And he's a Levi, he's not a Kayin, but Leviim, Kayinim, Shevet Levi, service to the base of Mikdash, Lahavdal, Vavdalus. So now it's a real Heksha temple because the same people who are servicing the base of Mikdash. They'll look at it as a branch, a pretty out there, wild form of it. But, you know, you got to cater to the people, which you don't. But that's what they would claim. That's what's so <laughs> insidious and confusing over here is that it's right here in Besamitish, Mishkan, Shiloh, right there, a couple of kilometers down. And that made matters worse. You say, well, it's good they opened up a branch up north. No, because they kept this branch that confused all the people in the middle of the country, and then just the service people at the peripheral, they opened that up. So that just confused more people. But that was the point. It was right here, right there. So why? That caused a bigger kitchen. The lush of the smoke colliding with the smoke from the uh, Varazara sacrifices and the carbonus of Kajbarhu, Lahavdil, is not just a. Uh, Metaphor for how damaging this was, and they should have been Mecha because it was in the center of the country, and they saw it and they passed by. It's the fact that those who went to the Mishkan could now stop by over here, either on the way there or on the way back, and that would undo the Aveda that they're doing because then it's not completely the shame Shemaim. So they're dabbling in this. And the second thing is that the fact that it could exist told people back of their mind that this was an option, and yet we could still claim it's part of Yiddishkeit. And over the Deiris, as we mentioned, uh, Yiddishkeit, if it's not in the pure, pristine form, the alternative is often Avarazar, which is a chi of Misa, not just slightly krum, as we saw in the Ritva yesterday in the Sugya about uh, Islam and the uh, Makalko, the Masera, with the Meshuga, as the Ramam calls him. Vayamar Micha, Pasigid Gimel. See, he spells it out. Vayamar Micha, Ati Adati Ki Yetiv Hashem Li. He says, I have a Galach now who's from Shevet Levi. What a great Simon Minishamayim. Absolutely no Simon Minishamayim. Worst thing ever that could have happened to him, to this Levi, or to Klai Israel. But he decided, you know, you look for things in life, you look for Simonim, and you get what you look for, whether it's there or not, because the mind can play tricks. So he decided this is. The simon, and before that, maybe he's a little nervous, maybe yeah, maybe not, but now it's a great simon in a shamayim, and all it is is a nisayan for everybody. As we discussed yesterday, you just need a little neon light that goes on and off. This is a test, and this made the nisayan harder, but it was self inflicted on both sides. So the Shem Hashem over here, Yomer Micha Ati Adati Ki Yetiv Hashem Li, Yetiv Hashem Li. What did Micha think when he said the Shem Hashem over here? So no doubt he would say, Ki Hashem Li. Hashem is Kaviachal smiling on this operation because look who he sent. Couldn't be better. If I had to take a pick, wouldn't be better than this. 
So does that take the Shem Hashem and give it Kedusha? That's example number one. We'll read a few more Pesukim and we'll even go back to some of them we saw already to try to get an idea. Pasuk Aleph. It's going to be a few more because there's one more coming. Perak Yilchas Pasuk Aleph. Be'yam Mahem Eim Elf Yisrael Be'yam Mahem Shevet Hadani Mevakesh L'Nachla L'Sheves I'm going to explain more about this in coming weeks. Uh, it needs Hezber, but there was apparently a matzah of just in population growth of Shevet Dan. Yeah. Uh, repeats it a couple of times because this is about the worst thing that ever happened in this entire Tkufa the Shaft in this and Pelegish Begiva. And it emphasizes that a Melech Yisrael per the Mitzvah the Reisa in last week's Parsha. And the timing is a Shaila, which we discussed. If it's a Mitzvah Tzchah right away when they get Teret Yisrael, which the Ramam seems to indicate, so what does the Ramam do with the fact they waited 300 years? And there are many approaches to that. It's not exact science, and that's part of the challenge. Lamaisa, at times like this, had there been a Melech who's from, who's here to enforce Allah against popular opinion, and is willing to be whatever leader has to be, make a decision and not worry about the Erev and the Hamanam, and there was nobody like that, and the Shevet uh, over here, to compound things, Shevet Hadani didn't instigate this to begin with necessarily but uh, the reason they're coming into the story now is they're going to make it a lot worse and the people we're dealing with in the Shevet are not so I-I-I right now we don't know that's the Pussy Pussy just says they're looking for more space had a lot of people Baruch Hashem Ken Yibru and their Nachala was kind of small and kind of small doesn't mean that they had Tainas Yoshua Benun split it up but it's supposed to grow Eretz and they look for room or you build on mountains uh, every time you go to Israel you see this by the way there are entire cities with hundreds of thousands of people can you be carved into a mountain or two that's Eretz fit a lot of if you don't want an acre and you don't need an acre not, no time on the people over here it's an amazing thing to see just the uh, description of that in mountainous areas just going down one or two mountains which is a lot in Israel, but it's not just limited to mountainous areas and valleys. So you can go north, and you can even conquer other land, which they're going to try to do now. And there's no taina on this operation per se. There are questions you have to answer, like why they're going all the way up north. Are they going to Chutzlitz or not? It's a big shaila we're going to have in this parak, not for now. Where exactly did they go when they went north? There's north and there's Chutzlitz, but this seemingly uh, unrelated incident. We just have a few people checking out. It was basically a reconnaissance flight just to see where, where can we go and where can we conquer. And are they conquering an Eitzel, which is a Chiv de Reis, or are they going to Chutzlars, which is this week's Pasha of Machem Eitzel. It's also okay if they need it. Problem is, they're going to, on the way, stop by the Temple of um, Temple Ami of Micha, whatever they named it. And uh, they're going to. There were each shevet had its um, technically an eternal base them yeah but there was no strong leader like a melech and that's why he's pointing that out and had there been a melech a melech can guarantee success as he puts foot down but that's his whole job if he's David or Shlomo or Chizkiah if he's a Yerav Menachav it's going to go in the, in the opposite direction but here they mean there's no melech to get something done yeah that seems to be saying that that's the right why this was not in the time it was in the opposite 
Yes. Yes, although those who would argue, remember, whatever, it's always good to point out those rayas because that's a running machalikas throughout, and it's going to be with Pelagish Begiva also, and it's a very important question because as you're trying to figure things out, just in the backdrop, how can this happen? It's when did this happen? And trying to fit that in. The raya is a raya that, assuming, obviously, when he got to the position he got to, indeed was very strong and was a God of Israel and was the Rosh Hashiva and uh, Yeshiva Tanegev and, uh, and then all of Klai Yisrael. With that said, he wasn't always the Shefet. He was actually a Rosh Hashiva with his Talmidim and was not looking to get involved. Like any great leader, he wasn't looking for covet or become president and uh, he was just, and he was in the South. That's why I mentioned the Negev. So there were many years where he actually wasn't doing that on a claw level. It was available for Shaz, and it wasn't supposed to be. And when there was a war, they called upon him like any Shafit. No one was looking. We only pick leaders who are not running for the office. So they called upon him, and he did it, and then he ended up taking care of Clay so more. But the answer to the riot from the Radak, the other Rishayim would say, it's not a riot at all, because Asnil Ben Kanaz had certain years where he was more on the national scene, but many, many years when he wasn't, because he wasn't looking to, and they didn't need it, or so they thought. Which is not a tie on him, but that would be the answer. And, and any Shafit I can give that answer for. They were, the Shafit did the job, and Devera was, even Devera, was under the tree dealing, uh, either running this Sahendra and helping them, whatever she was doing. And then there was a battle that had to be taken care of. And even that, she said, it's not my place. Um, lady, she sent her, her husband, or if they were related or not, and uh, got involved to the extent she had to get involved. And all the Shafitim were, were like that. So, you'll see why I'm bringing this in in a moment, but this sounds like you have some people going to get more land for Shevet done, which in itself is fine. Uh, they didn't have enough room and they have to do something about it, which is fine, and even a mitzvah, and where they're going, we'll save for later. Pasuk Beis, V'yishlachu b'nei dam mimishpachtam chamisha anoshim they sent a delegation, more like a spy mission, of five very brave individuals to check out an area, and to really go into detail to find out, is this the best spot, what are the chances of getting it, uh, how many people can it hold, and all the other things you'd have to do when you send Maraglim. They gave him the following mission. And on the way, remember, done right now is the middle of the country. So now they're setting off on their mission, and they end up going way north. But in the middle of the country, they happen to pass by Harafraim, where this very interesting, unusual, yet ever-increasing popular destination for people to stop in. Remember, his... Kunz in marketing was there were no 7-Elevens there were no restaurants, no lemonade stands and if you were going somewhere you need a place to fill up get a drink, relax a little bit this was the place, unfortunately so it's not strange that they would stop by and uh, whether they were there before or not most people weren't there until they happened to be there and it's noticeable what's going on and they're going to notice in a very big way. Hema. They walk in, 
Uh, first stop is you get some Diet Coke or a lemonade and uh, a Danish and maybe, uh, I guess, a Jewish operation, unfortunately, some bagels and locks, whatever they're, uh, whatever they're getting. And they hear in the background a familiar voice. So I'm ready to show you the status symbol of this Ben Levy, this Yenison. He's This is before Gedelin Pictures and any uh, motion pictures or videos of anybody talking. He's a familiar voice. The clients all spread out all over the place. And he's a familiar voice. That's, that's why Micha's thrilled, but it's, that's what makes this really bad. Is that they find him here, and they're surprised. And as you meet these individuals, we're going to get a big insight into them in a couple of programs. They're not the firmest, the highest element. The, the bravest uh, soldiers picked for the spy mission, but not, they could have been, they were the firmest also, but they're not. And one of the first things they're going to do is they're going to like this thing so much, they're going to steal the Avodazar. You'll say, well, stealing the Avodazar, there's got to be something very firm about that. Because Avodazar is you could steal, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss that when we get there. But Geneva is Geneva, and it shows you what type of personality we're dealing with. And one thing is to steal, which is pretty unsavory. And the other one is to want to take an Avodazar with you, which is worse than unsavory. And then they're going to want to steal and successfully steal the Levy himself. So that's why we're getting into this small little story how five spies happen to pass through on their way north in a mission. And it's pretty bad. But notice how the Pussy introduces this. Hey, my Q is called Hanar Halevi. He says, boy, that, that voice sounds familiar. It's a very chashuv. They're going to check it out. It sounds like they didn't even go in first until they heard the voice passing by on the sidewalk or something like that. But now they're going to check it out. So maybe the uh, lemonade stand was on the outside just to attract people. Is it, who brought you here? They already saw. It was known as the base of Arazar of some sort. No funny things going on. So they said, who brought you here? Like the last person we would think would be here. What are you doing in a place like this? What's in it for you? So even they were shocked. This is the rank and file. This is not the cream of the crop of Israel. And they were very, very surprised. So he told them the story with this whole shita, which was wrong, that, wow, I was looking for a job, and, and to have a Maseira, which was wrong, that's better to be a galah for a than have to come out the whole Torah and try to friend for And he made me an offer, and he hired me, and I'm here. So instead of screaming at him and said, what are you, crazy? Wake up. This is horrible. So instead they said, okay, uh, so you're in charge over here. What's that thing in the corner? So apparently, again, we're going to go into this next time because I want to at least get to the Shailas about the Shem Hashem. That's why we're reading this right now. They had, besides the pestle itself, it sounds like they had other trophim around the area. Once you're involved in these things, you get involved in Kishuf and you get involved in all, all the things we learned about this last, last week's parasha, which is not coincidental. And there are many things to choose from, many tools, and all sorts of things. So they had these well-placed things that could offer you, these trophim that can offer you different uh, pieces of news about what's going on, and most importantly, what will go on in the future. The accuracy of them, most of Shainim held that if you knew 
from Kishuf, from Keiches Atuma, how to do it. They can actually tell you a thing or two. Not with 100% accuracy, because even the Chatumi Mitzrayim, who were very good, weren't always accurate, which is why Meshach Ben had to say, Kichatzais, and not Bichatzais. Lamaisa, they're going on a spy mission, and they have a lot of things to do, and it's dangerous, and a lot of choices to make, and they're in charge, and they're going to report. So, guys like this, we're not holding on a big madrego, say, hey, this is, this is great. Can you tell us uh, whether it's going to be Matzliach? People love this stuff. That's the danger. So if you have a Navi who tells you from the Dvar Hashem, fine, but that's rare, um, depending on the Tkufa, and you certainly can't delve into Kishuf, which is what they're asking you to do. And they got their Heshesh temple after they finished their amazement and their questions of Moshe Ben's grandson, and like, what are you doing here, and is this kosher, and uh, can we ask questions here? And he said, yeah, yeah, he hired me, everything's okay now. That's the problem. And in a place like this, certainly not. And uh, the Ervatum would never answer a question. Ervatum has to be, the question has to be something of national importance. Now, this is important because it's for one part of one Shevet Oklai Yisrael, but I don't think that would even reach the mark. And not for people like this who would, like, on any day say, okay, you know, if the Ervatum is here, maybe we'd ask that also, but if you have Trafmi, that's okay also. Then. People like that wouldn't get an answer from the Yom They would hopefully be embarrassed to approach the Yom in the first place. So, I'm just pointing out the Shailas over here of the Shem Hashem. They said, Mr. Galach, Rabbi Galach, Dr. Galach, uh, we're all here, and this is Gavaldic. Can you ask of the Elohim? We're going on an important mission. Veneda hasasliach darchenu asher anachnu holchin aleha. We're in a dangerous mission, very unsure of what way we're supposed to go over here, what we're supposed to do, and which area we're supposed to really suggest to take. We'd like to know from Elokim. Is that Hashem or the Trophim over here? Micha, who's, uh, who's Elokim? What's their, well, it's Elokim or Elohim. What's their reference? What are they thinking? Again, if you'd interview them, put them on the spot, they would find for, no, we believe in Hashem, it's just these things you never know, and might as well cover our bases. Whether admit that's Avodah Zarah and Kishif or not is a different story, probably not. So the Kayin, who's a Levi, says to them, It's fascinating. So remember, he's still Yenisim Ben Gershon. And he would tell you on a good day that he's trying to do Kirov and trying to get the masses away from this thing. And if he wasn't here, they'd really get him more involved. Keep in mind the backdrop. That's what he would answer. That's not an excuse. That's not a heter. I don't want to overplay that argument, but that's what he would say. So they ask, can you ask the Elohim or, or Elohim Lahavdul to find out what's going to be? And he said, L'chulashalom, just go. We'll dive in for you. Everything's going to be okay. The question, the answer, first of all, the name is switched. It's Elohim or Elohim and Nechach Hashem. So many before Hashem are going to say what he meant was, don't ask those silly old truffim. It's not going to get you the right answer necessarily, and it's usher. And I'm an Ish Elohim, he would say Elohim. I'll dive for you, and don't worry, I'll give you a bracha, and you'll be fine. So in Kirov purposes, it's like he's trying to get them off this point to look at the Trophim. He says, yeah, those are decorating the room over here, but don't ask them and just Hashem will give you Siat Tashmaya. 
So the question is the first Elo Kim is that Cholok Kedish, and most importantly, in Pasik Vav is Yenison's Hashem, Hashem. Everybody understand the Shaz. That's just a few examples. Take a look now at the Gemara in front of you. We uploaded this. This is the Gemara in Shavuos, if you're listening, on Lamed Hamad Bez. And the copies are here. In the middle of the Amud. So, three lines of Gemara, but the Rishayim try to figure out exactly what the exceptions are and what the rule is. Kol Shemus Hamurim Ben Novus Kedish. You remember Novus, who was a Levi also. A beautiful voice. He has to go sing every regal on the base of Mikdash. One time he didn't go. Achav saw his vineyard then. That was an Einish for not using his Kaychis. And he asked him to buy it. He said, I can't sell it to you. It's Nachalas Avi. Shail over here. If he's next to the king, he's related. If he's related, why is he a Levi? We discussed that when we learned this here. And then Izevel Kadaka Batuma, when she saw Acha moping around the house, that what's the problem? It shows you how bad she was. He didn't contemplate, not a Havamina, to frame him and get him executed. And he asked for a vineyard and get the vineyards. He's upset. Okay. He's greedy. But he wasn't going to do anything about it. Izevel said, What kind of king are you? So I'll take care of this. And if you remember, she framed him, got Edim, that he was. Mavarech Hashem, which is a capital crime, and the king, which is Marba Malchus. That way they get his money and Yarshin and kill him as a Marba Malchus. And it lists Shem Hashem quite often in the Parsha. So are those Shemus, Kedish, or Chol? Remember, the whole story was made up. So the Gemara starts, Kol Shemus Amur Binovus Kedish. Bemicha, our Parsha, Pesamicha, is Chol. Take a look at Rashi. Five lines on the top. Benovus, Ksiv, Berech, Novus, Elokim. That's Elokim, Shem Hashem. The trumped up charge was the fact that he was Mavarach Hashem. They wanted to get him killed, both the Mavarach Malchus and this, to get more anger in terms of the court case against him. The people would gang up and they wouldn't check on her that she hired false Adam. Bemicha, Rashi says, Kegain, Lai, Beis, Elohim. That's the original description of the temple for Micha. That's Avarazar. Kegain, Satsadak, you right away asked. This is the early one. What did she mean, his mother? Haktesh, Shikdeshani, it's a Kesef, Lashem. That's the problem, is that's Lashem. She hands it over to her son to give it to the guy, and he didn't want to do it initially, to his credit, and then she ended up taking it and giving it to the artisan to make it. We're also like a hektish gemurim, shem lashem. That's why it uses shem hashem over here. That she meant like we would do lashem hashem, the real only hashem. Acha nachnu, ached nena rather miyadi libni lasses pesamasecha, and I'm treating it like I would normally treat hektish to hashem, and now I'm going to give it to my son to give it to the fellow who makes these things to make a pestle. We'll go back to that Pasuk later. V'chein, because our Pasuk, which we just ended off with, which was Pasuk Vav, V'yem alem ha'kain l'chu, l'shalom noichach Hashem darkechem, asher techu ba. And Rashi says that, Yenison meant Hashem as in the Ben Shalom. Noichach Hashem darkechem klape shechina amar. So look back in the Gemara again. Kol shemes amurim benavis kedish, that's easy. B'micha, Chol, Tanakama says 
they're all chulin, which means when his mother said about Asmaktashid Lashem, that was also Avarazar. She was confused already from the get go. And it sounds like the Tanakama is saying that even this last passage we read from Yenison, even that Shem Hashem he used was also tainted with Avarazara. And the answer, not like we tried to say, which is the next Shita, that they say, can we use the Trophim to tell the future, to divine the future? And he answered, yes, you're going to have Siat Deshmaya. I borrowed the expression. And yes, you're going to hear from these gods what the future is, and I'll do it for you, which means it's Chol. Both the Elohim and the Al of Dalid were Chol, and Yenison didn't mean, in his heart, he meant, he thought he meant Lashen Shemayim, but the name is Chol. That's the sheet of the Tanakam. Rabbi Lezer, Aymer, Benavis Kaidish, he agrees. Rabbi Lezer says, everybody agrees. The charges against Novus, the alleged fictitious charges. All the shame is used that is Mavar Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. Bemicha, when it comes to our Pesamicha, Maisam, Yeshmem Chol, Yeshmem Kaddish. Some of them are really shame Hashem, and I get to the Gedusha of the shame and whether you can erase it, and some of them are not. Yeshmem Chol, Yeshmem Kaddish. Aleph Lamid Chol. Elohim in the Parsha is always Chol. So you don't have to say Elohim, and you can erase it. Yud, okay, Yud, Al-Alv Dalad, is Kaddish, which means this last passage we read, said by Yanis himself, meant really Shem Hashem. And he said, You guys don't need the trophy. Hashem will give you the Shema. You just gave him a bracha. Chutz Mizu, with one exception, Rabbi Eliezer says, Chutz Mizu, Sha'alaf Lamid, Vu Kaddish, even though it's Elohim, it's Kaddish. Aleph Lamed. What's that? Because the Pasuk will say later, Kol Yemei Hayes Beis HaElokim Bishiloi. Nebuch Pesel Micha stood as long as Shiloi stood, which is a few hundred years. till the Chorben Shiloh, and then some will say, as long as Kol Yemei Hayes Beis HaElokim Bishiloi, that's how long Pesel Micha is around. No, Beis HaElokim Bishiloi means the one and only Rebbein Shalom in Shilab, Beishilah, was a Mishkan Lashem. So he says, that's the only exception that you have to say. So even within Aleph Lamed, there's an exception. Tanakhama says, it's all Chal L'chaira, Shalom say, they have to admit to this Pasuk. But all the other Psukim are open to interpretation. And uh, it's Elul, so I do want to get to the Messiah Sasharm and start some of the Musr. So... Remind me next week we will go back to this Gemara and go back to the Psukim. It's uh, just very frightening how there's a Machlekes. They were so confused. There's a Machlekes on what the Pusik is really referring to because it's hard to figure out what they're referring to. That's what's so bizarre over here. Take a look at your Messias Hasharm on the Stender if you didn't get one. We will start again on page 14, the paragraph of Tir Ba'emes. In the middle of this. Very apropos to start again. This is Babir Klal Chavis Adam Ba'alamai. Vatir Bemis. Shikvala Yuchal Shum Bal Sechalahamin Shatachlis Brias Adam Hulamatsava Bailamazeh. Part of the dabbling in Avarazara, a big part, was that people were insecure and always looking to get ahead, often in the things that were Elamhazeh activities. Understandable, but you know, panasa and uh, safety and uh, health. So these people, as we just discussed, would daven three times a day, 
by and large, and do all the mitzvahs and ask Hashem. And then, unfortunately, the Eitzahara was, and after they did all that, they would also reach out to some of the Trofim and some of the Avodah and stop in by Pesel Micha to try to get extra help, which is uh, a lav if it's Tam Kishuf, often a Chiyamisa as well, and Avodah Zara Chiyamisa, and will ultimately lead to a kilkul of everything else they're doing. And it already taints all the mitzvahs. If he, it's mitzvah sikh is kavana, that's the way Paskin kavana means you're doing a mitzvah of the Shem Hashem. If you're confused on who Hashem is, Kaviyachal, that's going to affect all your mitzvahs. So this is not a small thing that, well, they did other mitzvahs. And the drive to do this was an insecurity, lack of bitachin, and an over-focus on olam hazeh. You'll notice how we don't know too many active of the Avodah today, Baruch Hashem, but just going through being the Maisim in Tanakh and the Gemaras on them, everything here was driven by Elam Hazeh activities from the general human desires to succeed and have more money and more covet and it's all about Elam Hazeh to the Taivas and the Yitzhaharas which are also physical in Elam Hazeh nobody went to an Avarazar because they felt a deep need for more Ruchnius that was and could be fulfilled with the true Akash Baruch Hu and doing Avaris Hashem they convinced themselves that no there's a Ruchnius component but they're, they're fooling themselves it's the drive to try to get more in for their Gashmias and try to look for other powers to give them what they want if they feel Hashem's not giving them the kalim they need, which is absurd already. The kalim you have is what you need, and if you ask for more and you didn't need that, that could be an obstacle, not a help. And that's why this Nesisa Sharm is important, because it's all about putting the Inyani Elam in the proper focus and not uh, overdoing it. And proper shtadl is fine, but most people suffer from doing more than necessary. And if you put too much emphasis and it's too real to you, and it's your goal in life, you can never get anywhere significant in Ruchnius. That's the key over here. So, not coincidental, we're starting with this. If you think about it logically, nobody with real intelligence, real honesty, will be my men shatachlis briyas adam hulamatzava belamazeh. Why? Whatever you get in Gashmi is, is so transient and so counterproductive when you have not the right share of it too much. Too little can also be a problem, but that's not usually where this is coming from. How much happiness can it bring? The Balimusa talk about if you'd. Uh, take all the Tanugel Mazan, wrap it up and all the Simcha and put it into one small package, it wouldn't be worth one second at Alam Haba. If you had to remember one line, that was the line to remember and the Masih Sharm is pointing out that to attain real Simcha via anything in Gashmias is going to be very temporary and transient and uh, diluted. It's not, the happiness itself is going to be mixed so people spend a lot of money, a lot of time in life wondering what's wrong with me. 
and why can't I attain true simcha in the things I'm focusing on? The answer is, if you're focusing on Gashmias, it's certainly a brachal of Atala, an exercise of futility. That's it. Rabbam Amal the Oven is Gashmias Belamazeh is an exercise that you have to do enough of to stay above water and have a healthy functioning body if you can and have what to eat and what to wear and after that everything is law of diminishing returns because it just whets the appetite more to drink the guns muscle of salt water and you're drinking more and more and you're constantly thirsty so that's not going to work and there are so many things the Kosh created the human body very fragile bedafka that on the one hand it's can handle a lot of a punishment in terms of the endurance if you hang on but then we could be having a wonderful day and it could be somehow it's always 65 degrees and sunny when we have the Navi share and give this muscle you have a picture perfect day and then uh, you're on your bicycle and you get a little scratch and the whole day is ruined even though you're not Baruch Hashem mortally wounded and everything is fine then you will get home but we're so into having the perfect scenario on Gashmias that any little thing stares us. And that's why, even by a chasna, if one flower is out of place, instead of focusing on the Kedushin and the Simchas Chasna Kala, you can already get bent out of shape. Because the more you focus on the Gashmias, the more things can and will go wrong. Achar Kalzais, and after all the Machayv and Metrodas, and then there's Misa. So whatever you got... It doesn't stay very long, so what's the purpose? The answer is, is to show us the purpose is not the Gashmias, and everything you have in the Gashmias is just Kalim. And even that, one in a thousand people or Matzav is transient. It doesn't last more than 100, 120, 150 years, whatever cap you put on it. If the tachlets were for Gashmias, then the design of the shutfus in the body with a physical body and very Heilugun Neshama wouldn't make sense. What do you need a Heilugun Neshama? If you want to enjoy Gashmias, become a beaver. I pick beavers because not only are they looking like they're having a great time, but they're always very busy. And if you're bored, nobody's having a good time. So beaver doesn't have any halig and neshama, and the other animals don't, and they're frolicking in the sun. And uh, if you want some type of gashmias, uh, that would be the way to do it. And Akash Baruch created many of those, but they're here to help humans. They're not independent operators, contrary to popular belief. Lo There's no reason that Hashem would put together with this gashmias dika body a halig and neshama that's so chashuv, taken from the kisi akavish diagadeli yesim and a malacham atzmam, with the potential more than malacham atzmam. Koshekain she ena meitzah shem nachas ruach b'chol enu olam, and that neshama certainly doesn't take any nachas from any of the gashmiyastika activities. The neshama puts up with it because it knows in order to stay in the guf, the guf's got to be operating. So you need a little bit. And then the Rishama can use the guf to do mitzvahs. And the guf will get schar. It's called chis amesem. It's an ikr. He gives the famous mashal, but this is a medrash. It's 
made famous by the Messias Hashem. So Medrash and Kehelis, Le'iruni Shenasa Bas Melech. So it's Elul, so you get uh, used to a lot of, reused to a lot of Meshalem. All of them involve a king, a prince, or a princess, or the like. And most of the time the king is the Mashal to Akash Baruch Hu. the prince is sometimes Klai uh, Yisrael. Here, the Mashal is chosen to show the august nature of the Malchus together with somebody who has no sheiches to it. And it's talking about if there be a marriage between a peasant, a farmer, who doesn't really have sheiches, might be a nice guy, doesn't really have a sheiches to a princess, and somehow he wins the lottery and he marries the Bas Melech. She can never be happy. He could try to make her happy, and he should try. It's never going to work because he doesn't have a cue. They have an understanding of what the Bas Melech really needs. And he could bring whatever his asagas are of the best gift you can get. Maybe a nice flour or a nice potato that you make with uh, butter on the thing, which could be very tasty and helpful, but no shaykh is to what she's used to. And a chashuvan laklom shehi bas melech. The nipshol, kachanefesh, ilavesela koma dani elim. You get the best steaks and the best wine, the neshama doesn't get any sipik from it whatsoever. A little sipik if you have the wine ayantif and the meat ayantif, and sakrabonis is even better, it's a chalik of a mitzvah, but that's not the gashmiistic component per se. And she has no shaykhis. So the shutzvah between the neshama and the guf is only for the purpose of using the guf for mitzvahs and that the neshama gets sipik from despite the dangers of having gashmias and getting too attached to the gashmias. And the neshama knows that it's being forced to come into the world and be joined with this guf, which she ends with, And for good reason, the neshama is scared to go down to an shuffle, and a lot can go wrong and the good news is a lot can go right if you keep in mind and learn enough Musr that the Neshama is the main battery pack and that's what we're here for and Mitzvah Hashem will continue next week thank you Tzaddik